Off-season report cards continue with Matt Duchesne, a.k.a. the guy that caused so much strife in the Ann Kimmel household. Uh, we'll take a look back at his season. What went into his year that made him have such a breakthrough performance with the Nashville Predators? We'll break into that. Plus, whether, like Forsberg, we think he can replicate that moving forward. Plus, our final letter grade for him coming up today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day every single day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor on thefourcheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com. Ready to tackle your favorite topic. Always. Look, here's what's real. I am always ready to talk about Matt Duchesne. Not in an inappropriate sense, but in the sense that I've been right for a really long time about Matt Duchesne. So I'm here for, you know, 25 to 30 minutes of Ann's right. Let's just... Let's go. (laughs) This This is like step one of the Matt Duchesne appreciation tour. Oh, uh, like you've been like touting all season long. It's been misery in our house for my husband, who was a Matt Duchesne doubter. It, I have made his life miserable and I apologize for none of it. Well, that, that's the thing is there were so many Matt Duchesne doubters, not just among the fan base, but in the organization, too. I mean, he was left unprotected. Uh, in the Seattle expansion draft, that line has been repeated so many times. Uh, and Seattle passed. Like Seattle, yeah. could them, they passed. I mean, that's pretty damning when you know you're making eight million dollars a year. Uh, you have basically empty cap space, and the team's like, you know what? We no we thanks. know we we know you're a good player, but no, thank you. You're you're not a fit for us. I mean, he was unwanted. And then he turned it all around in Nashville uh, to, you know, in in a season full of pleasant surprises for the Mm -hmm. Nashville Predators. I really struggle, Ann, to think, like, you know, was this a surprise or is this just Matt Duchesne playing like we thought he was going to all along? Yeah, you know, it depends on who you ask, because I think most of the Nashville Predators fan base had given up on Matt Duchesne. He came in with such a huge price and hasn't been able to perform well. And I can go off on why that is not necessarily a reflection of his abilities, but what he was able to do this season is I think what the real Matt Duchesne is capable of. You know, he was very much a victim of some circumstances. Yes, he did go through, um, a very long spell where he just could not buy a goal. So some of that just naturally happens. And, but I think he's been a victim of his circumstance in his tenure here at Nashville. And honestly, the thought of Seattle picking him up in that expansion draft and then him having that season, you know, a similar season like he had here in Nashville for the Seattle Kraken would absolutely crush me. Like, can you imagine (laughs) what the response in Nashville would have been if we were sitting here watching Matt Duchesne get 43 goals? I mean, if you thought the Ryan Hartman 
discourse was bad. <laughs> like, it wait would... until you see what happens when, especially considering who else was protected. Yeah. Um, like, let's like let's say like you know, for comparison's sake, Matt Duchesne gets picked up. Tanner Janot is the guy who's like protected. It doesn't matter what season Tanner Janot has. <laughs> no. Nope. If Matt Duchesne goes and is a 43 goal score like he was this year. Oof, oh my gosh. Twitter like, would burn to the ground. Worst case scenario for Nashville Predators fans would be to have sat here in Nashville and watched that happen somewhere else. But fortunately, that didn't happen. And, you know, I think there is something to the whole, you know, he was exposed for the expansion draft. You know, there is something that lights a fire. Not that I feel like Duchesne's struggles here in Nashville had anything to do with, um, you know, his intention or his commitment or anything like that. Right. But, you know, I, it, it spurred on conversations with John Hines. And I think so much of his success this season is because of the environment that he was set up for this season. So it all worked out in the end, but really that nightmare scenario that that is just something that would make a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's it's cyclical almost. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not you know, you kind of expected him to play at a high level but maybe not this high of a level. Mm -hmm. Um you know, I think that's kind of the best way to describe whether or not this season was a surprise. Mm -hmm. Um because, you know, at the end of the day, when you look at the Predators on paper and kind of compare the players that are on there now to the expectations when we got them, mm -hmm. um, you know, Matt Duchesne had just come off of a very high scoring season the season before we signed him. He got yes. seven points. Um, you know, Mikhail Granlund was a former 70 point scorer, very dynamic playmaker. Ryan Johansson was a 70 point scorer. Um, so, you know, when I think there's been a lot of disappointment when it comes to bringing people in. Um, yes. But I do think that, you know, Duchesne, especially, this is the type of player we thought was coming to Nashville back right. in the summer of 2019. So from that end, you know, it's not a surprise. It's him finally living up to expectations. But I, like a lot of fans, you know, I wasn't expecting an 86 point season. You know, I wasn't expecting him to also tie, also not even tie, also break the Preds all-time single-season points record. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot, every Roman Yossi's got that record now, but a lot of people forgot Duchesne did it too. Duchesne also broke mm -hmm. that mark. Um, yep. So it, it's that part of it was a surprise, but I think this is the Matt Duchesne that everybody knew was capable of playing in Nashville. Yes, 100%. The Matt Duchesne that we saw this season is not the anomaly. That is the player Nashville has. And you, you know, I can explain to you why he has, you know, why it took this long for us to see the real Matt Duchesne, but I think everybody knows it. I also think he came into Nashville not on the best foot in the sense that everybody knew Poyle had wanted him for a long time and that kind of eh, people are sort of not 
not always here for what David Poyle feels. And we also and they gave away PK Subban, which and that's, you know yes. one one of the most beloved players in the fan base. Yes, and that was a tough one for me um, because that that like you said, that's huge. You just gave you know you traded the energy of this team to get this Matt Duchesne guy who came in and just sort of landed flat, but you had the coaching change, you had COVID, you had the bubble, you know, you had um, him come last season and it was a shortened season and he was injured for a long time. This is a season we finally got to see Matt Duchesne with really comparable line mates with a coach who has kind of released him to do some things and a healthy Matt Duchesne. This is the Matt Duchesne that Predators fans have wanted. And, and it's not the the exception. It's the rule. This is who Matt Duchesne is. But I think it's more than that. And, you know, because we talked about this yesterday when we did the Philip Forsberg report card. It's like, hey, look what consistent line mates, you know, can really do for you. To me, you know, Duchesne kind of goes past that because, yeah, like playing consistently with the best players on the team is certainly going to help your bottom line like it did this year. Mm -hmm. But I think we also saw a little bit more fire in the way he played the game. Um, You know, last year there were some moments, yeah, where he would make great plays and either just, you know, ring one off the post, fall victim to just like some wild save or pass it to like a right wide open brad richardson who would just oh gosh on the shot you know that's that's kind of where the linesman thing comes in but mm-hmm. you know you watch him this year um he's very engaged especially on the forecheck especially in the offensive zone um you kind of saw him sort of go back to being sort of a power forward type mm-hmm. playmaker in that defense is like he does a lot of it himself you know it's not just you know seeing eye passes and moving off the puck and all that it's you know being able to carry the puck kind of take on the defenders one-on-one with your body and create space that way you know sock people in you know mm-hmm. there, there's a really you know the, the one play that's really heads up to me um that really i think underscores his hockey iq and just how kind of zoned in and you know focused on the game he was this season um it was a one goal and i can't remember which team this was against i think it might have been against the washington capitals Mm -hmm. um but you know i can't remember what i had for breakfast yesterday 82 games like we have grace yeah but it was a play in which behind the net mikhail granlin had the puck behind the net philip forsberg um like skated hard to the net like you know that was you could tell like that was the play grand mm-hmm. was trying to make um the defenders blocked forsberg extremely well like both defenders went with forsberg the lane was blocked off Granlin was blocked off matt duchene did something that in normal hockey iq like normal hockey strategy would be counterintuitive a little bit he went to the same place forsberg did like he mm-hmm. did the exact same path, went to the same space Forsberg was, but because everybody was focused on Philip Forsberg, everybody was defending Forsberg going to the net. Nobody saw Matt Duchesne. Absolutely yes. nobody had Matt Duchesne. And that was an easy goal for Duchesne just because there was nobody on him. It was a clean pass from Granlin to a wide open Duchesne in front of the net. And it was just, you know, 
the that the IQ on that play, you know, the attention to detail, the knowing that that spice that space I mixed spot and space in the same word that was fun. Uh, <laughs> knowing that that area of the ice is open, you know, because the players before you just defended the player moving through that spot. That's the sort of kind of heads up attention to detail that I really think we saw from Duchesne this year. And I think really took his game to a next step. Yes. And so much of that came about because of what John Hines was able to do, especially with that line. But I think with other players as well, but John Hines sort of unleashed um, the that line, that top line, Granlin, Forsberg, and Duchesne. And I think that that play, like what you're talking about, is a play that probably before would not have gone over well. I would say, especially under Peter Laviolette, taking, you know, it, like you said, very non traditional outside the box hockey play. But John Hines really trusts that line and Matt Duchesne to do some of these out of the box plays. And that's part of why we saw him be so offensively productive is he does kind of think outside of the box. And when you give a player that kind of freedom and when his line mates can sort of read you know, where that might go and are operating at the same hockey IQ level, this is what the result is. You know, you have these exceptional seasons. And I think Matt Duchesne has needed a little bit of freedom to do those things. And when the boundaries are confusing, you tend to stay inside the box. Matt Duchesne was outside the box this season. And it was a beautiful thing to see, my friend. Yeah. We're going to talk more about his season, including mm-hmm. do we think he can replicate this moving forward? Plus, is there any parts of his game you want to see improved? That's something we'll talk about in just a second. But first, I want to take a break. Mention today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. They have something new, something new in the pipeline. Built Bar Granola Bars. Yep, Built Granola Bars come in three unbelievable flavors. Chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, and white chocolate berry. Hey, and if you want to try all three, you can get a mix box at Built.com right now. These are these are different than the normal Built Bars and the Built Bar Puffs, which we all love. Built Granola Bars are loaded with granola. Yep, makes sense. It's the perfect combination of crunch and chewiness, but just like bars and puffs, these babies are packed with protein and covered in 100% real chocolate with 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar. Built granola bars will change your world. And they're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of other health benefits. So if you've been waiting for a healthy and delicious granola bar to hit the market, this is your chance. Go to Built.com right now to get the Built Granola Bars, three delicious flavors to try. And don't miss out. You got to get yours today. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So our topic today is Matt Duchesne, our off-season report guard for number 95. Um yeah, and is do you think this, you know, sort of 86-point season, is this kind of be the expectation, the standard for Duchesne? Or is this going to be, you know, another case of, you know, maybe he falls back to earth, you know, sometime. Maybe he maxes out like a 60-point season or something like that. 
I think we're going to see a very successful Matt Duchesne next season. There are a couple factors that concern me. Number one is, are the Predators going to be able to re-sign Philip Forsberg? Because I think the two of them play well together. And I also think that there was a really fun element, not a ugly or competitive element of them kind of spurring each other on to compete when they were going for the most goals and things like that. So I think that Philip Forsberg is a really great line mate and teammate for Matt Duchesne. So that may have something to do with it because you're going to have to bring in, if you lose Forsberg, you're going to have to bring in somebody that has sort of the same hockey IQ as Duchesne and Granlin. So Mm -hmm. that's one of those factors that, you know, we're kind of going to have to wait and see what the Predators do. As far as, you know, on his own, can he reproduce this? I think yes. I think this is Matt Duchesne. Now, will it be 86 points? Maybe not. But I think you're looking at somebody who is going to be, you know, a 30, 35, maybe even 40 goal scorer again next season because that's who he is. That's what his talent is. Um, and at the uh, end of the season locker room cleanout, one of the reporters asked Matt Duchesne, about replicating the success this season and and this is what he had to say about it that's the idea is to repeat it um i think this should be the baseline for all of us i think you know a guy like yost getting 96 points as a d-man i mean that's pretty that might be a you know i think i could see him doing it again but if it was a one-off in terms of that high of production i mean uh, it's still an amazing thing to hang your hat on. I mean, his first, what, guy to score 90 points since the early 90s. I mean, it doesn't happen very often. So, But um, in terms of, you know, Phil and I and Granny and Joe and, guys, you know, Janot, I think there's still room for improvement and, and ways to go. And I know, you know, maybe you don't hit the same numbers, but it doesn't, that doesn't mean your game's still not there. Um, and that doesn't – there's – there's lots of things you can continue to improve on. And I think as a team, we're just going to continue to get more experience and, and uh, just get better as we go. I, I agree with him. And I, I mm-hmm. like where he kind of pointed out, it's like, hey, maybe they're not going to be like an 86-point season or anything like that. But, you know, if you're playing solid, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's the key thing. And I think that right. has been the key thing for Duchesne is you've seen his game for a long time now really be solid and i think this year he's taken it to a different level um yes and and so that to me is the key is is matt duchene as long as his play stays solid and as Mm -hmm. long as there are people with him who are kind of capitalizing on his level of play and kind of feeding off of it then i think the preds are in good shape regardless of what his point totals wind up being you know moving forward right and i will say matt duchene's um different this different season started really early at training camp you know that was one of the things that jumped out at me the most at training camp was this was a Matt Duchesne who was forechecking hard he was you, it, you know you called I mean, it all the way back in September when we were doing these shows yeah it was so dramatic um a, a difference and such an energy and such a commitment to play that really jumped out. And, and I think this is what you're going to continue to see when he brings that and, you know, kind of that style of play to the ice next season, you may not have the same numbers, but you're going to get the same commitment. You're going to get the same skill level. And I think you're going to have relatively similar results. And of course, there are always things that, you know, Duchesne can improve on in his game. There are some areas that, you know, he can work on and, you know, let's go ahead and 
talk about that. Nick, I'll allow you to point out some constructive criticism of Matt Duchesne, and I won't give you the Duchesne salute that my husband gets. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it, it's, you know, I would like to see him play more of a two-way game. You know, where, yeah. where I would like to see him maybe make a little bit headier plays in the defensive end of the ice. You yeah, know, we talk that's about, fair. you know, some of those games where we talk about, you know, the Preds giving up 40, 45, you know, I think it's easy to be like, look at the blue line and say, oh, what, what's the defenders doing? But really in that situation, it's a team defense. You need all five guys really engaged on the defensive end. Um, I mean, you've seen it, you know, you know, in the playoffs this year, you know, look, just look at Tampa yeah. Bay and how Steven Stamkos, Braden Point, um, you know, even Nikita Kucherov or some of those guys that are always, you know, on the ice for a key face off when you're winning by one. Right. Not, not necessarily even when you're down by one and you need to score a goal. It is very telling who is on the ice when you are down one or I'm sorry, when you are up one trying to protect the lead big face off in your own zone. Um, and I would like to see the Predators, you know, Duchesne kind of take that step um, and maybe be a little bit mindful of that. I mean, we're definitely splitting hairs, you know, that that's not a right. main job. And, you know, when you have somebody like Mikhail Granlin on your line, who is a very, very good two way defensive player. Yes. Um, and even Philip Forsberg, who is, you know, mm -hmm. a little bit of a underrated defender in terms of, you know, in terms of defensive forwards. But, you know, that, that's just one thing. That's nitpicky. Mm -hmm. But I would agree with it. And, you know, it's very hard for me to say anything untoward or critical of Matt Duchesne, but I would agree with what you're saying. I think that is one area where it's not like he is terrible at it, but it's an area where he could definitely improve. I think another area I would love to see him improve is kind of maintaining puck possession into the zone. I think there were definitely a number of times where, and, and I like this because he's aggressive, but where he's taking the puck into the zone and he's under a lot of pressure and just kind of can't maintain possession into the offensive zone. And I think just working on some things like that would be, would benefit his game because I think we saw a little bit more of that than reflects his skill level. So just maybe some better choices on carrying the puck into the offensive zone. And I agree with you, you know, all of these forwards, all of these forwards, except for yeah. maybe Janelle, could stand to up their defensive <laughs> game. <laughs> Janelle and Mikhail Granlin. We'll say Mikhail. Yes. Also. Yes. Uh, yeah. I would agree with that. So, you know, but the, again, totally splitting hairs, trying to come up with something to say that Matt Duchesne, I mean, he just had such a great all around game and season. So that transitions to us. What's Matt Duchesne's final grade? What grade are you giving him this season? I am giving Matt Duchesne an unapologetic A+. Plus. Mm. Unapologetic. A+. Plus. Like, there, you know, he didn't maybe get 105 points with extra credit, but he has a solid 99. So Matt Duchesne, A+. Plus. And I'm telling you, this is, this is the real Matt Duchesne. Uh, I am giving two A pluses this season. One of them we already gave out, which was Roman Yossi. Uh, the other is Matt Duchesne. Yes. Because I just think 
especially even in the playoffs, like you look at the playoff series, he was best forward, you know, even though, you know, there's a couple of moments, couple of moments where, you know, maybe, you know, you could kind of take him to task a little bit for a couple of things, but you know, he did what a lot of other players couldn't do. And he scored, you know, he generated a lot of offense in that series. Um, yes, which was and there wasn't he much... did it in front of the Blackhawks crowd <laughs> or the Avalanche, yeah, Avalanche, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. I know, I totally knew. Eighty-two games, people, four um, game sweep. We barely had a chance to recognize who they were. <laughs> yeah, I, I had just looked up some stats on the twenty seventeen Preds. Uh, so yeah, oh, yeah, I think that's yeah. where that came from. But yeah, I, I think you know when you take the scope of Duchesne's season, an A plus is mm-hmm. well earned. Because yeah. he did exactly what she wanted him to, and then some. Yes. So I think when you're, you know, that level where you're not only meeting the expectations you have set out for you, but you're smashing them in a record setting performance, then yeah, then you deserve an A. Yes. Now, here's the real question, Nick. Here's the okay. real question Have the Nashville Predators. Um, has the fan base, has Nashville Predators, heaven help us, Twitter, forgiven Matt Duchesne for making $8 million? How much goodwill did this season buy Matt Duchesne? That uh, has bought him goodwill this summer until next season, <laughs> uh, where if there's even the slightest hint of discourse, then the uh, the... Eight million dollars a year yes. flame and torches are going to come out in full force. So frustrating to me. So frustrating. But welcome, yeah, I don't disagree. To social media, Anne. Yeah, it's a place. Yeah. It's a place. It is a place. Um, so yeah, so we are going to do something fun on tomorrow's show. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody kind of remembers whose line is it anyway, right? Like the old school version, and they have something called scenes from a hat where it's just Drew Carey, like, picked out random scenes and the people on screen would have to act it out and kind of improv. We are going to do something like that tomorrow. Uh, We are Mm -hmm. going to do our own scenes from the hat. We're calling him Takes from the Hat. Uh, Basically, Anne, you are going to give, like, you know, just five or six random questions that you're going to pull out for me. I'm going to do the same thing for you. These can be, you know, pretty much anything. These can be, like, serious questions. Yeah. These can be pretty much like anything like, you know, hey, make one trade involving mm-hmm. uh, Matt Duchesne. Or it can be, you know, something more lighthearted, like mm-hmm. which, you know, which Predators player would you want to go to their house for dinner for? Oh, yeah. Interesting. This can go in a number of different directions. We're expecting a lot of fun with this. So yeah. uh, tomorrow. That is going to be tomorrow's show, a fun Friday end for you with a lot of juicy takes, I'm sure. Yes. And hey, tonight we've got game two Western Conference Finals. We got Avalanche Oilers. How do you see this one going, Nick? What's your call on this? I mean, uh, I would love to see the Oilers come really? back. You know, it's going to be it's going to be some defense. They're going to need some defense, or Mike Smith okay. needs to stop a few shots. Yeah. Um, but hey, you know, the Oilers have proven that they can score at will. Uh, 
Gosh, um, they are something. I think if there is even like a slight sentiment of defense being played for Edmonton in this game, uh, they can certainly outscore the Avs. And uh, yeah, I mean, if they if Edmonton splits, you know, the the first series on the road. That is huge. Going yeah. back to Edmonton, which is a very, very tough place for anybody to play. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I really do think in the end, Colorado is going to get this one, but this is going to be a knockdown drag out from start to finish. This is going to be a series. And I will say, I love that the conference final series are really good games because you don't always get that. Like, you know, the Rangers winning. Like, did they not know that people thought they were done? <laughs> Yeah. They did not get the memo. So people thought they were done before the playoffs started. Yeah. So it I I'm loving these conference finals. I would love them better if Matt Duchesne were playing in them, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. Uh should be interesting. Rangers, especially last night. Uh, I think they proved a lot of people that they kind of have that, you know, that same vibe that, you know, the 2019 Blues had. Yes. The 14 Kings, the 2011 Bruins, and even a little bit of the 2017 Nashville Predators, where, you know, they have the goaltending and they have enough weapons to, you know, outscore. So yes. Rangers are going to be a fun team to watch throughout the rest of these playoffs. Yeah, this is this is going to be great. I still say we're going to see Colorado and Tampa Bay in the finals, but you know, I've been wrong before, just not about Matt Duchesne. So yeah. we'll see. It'll be interesting for sure. All right, well, that is going to do it for us today on the Locked On Predators podcast. And where can the fine people find your work? You can find my work at ontheforecheck.com, and you can find me on Twitter at ank underscore mama on ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can find me at ontheforecheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NSMorgan. And while you're there, also be sure to follow the podcast at LO underscore Predators. If you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, and leave a comment. Let us know what you thought of Matt Duchesne's season, what grade you would give him. That's going to do it for us today on the Lockdown Predators podcast. We will be back tomorrow with a new episode. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. Cheers, guys.